Well, hello. Welcome to the premiere episode of the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. I am your host, Zach Guggenheim, and I'm excited to uh, to get us kicked off here. Just a little bit about me. I am a fan of Big Ten football. I'm actually a big Ohio State fan, and this is just something I wanted to try. So I'm excited. Uh, I love talking about college football, love talking about the Big Ten, and Basically, each week, I'm going to go through the Big Ten slate of games, going to go through who I think is going to win and why, and we'll, we'll take a look at some, some other games across the landscape as well. Um, but I thought for this episode, for this premiere episode, I would do three things. One is I would go through the Big Ten preview of 2021, kind of give you who I think is going to, uh, who's going to win each division where each team is going to slot in terms of uh, the, the order in terms of their records. So we're going to go through the West and then the East, and then I'll give you the, the East and West winners and who's going to end up in Indianapolis. Are any of those teams going to end up in Indianapolis again for the playoffs um, for the national championship game? Uh, and then we're going to go through week zero, which there is a big 10 game happening in week zero. We have, uh, Nebraska playing at Illinois. Uh, that game was supposed to be in Ireland. We're going to cover that game. And then we're I'm going to give you my playoff picks at the end of this. So that's kind of what we're going to do. And we're just going to go right ahead in. I'm, what I'm going to do now is I'm just going to take uh, the West division first and kind of go through my order seven being the worst up to number one being the best of who I think uh, is going to win the West and and who I think the best teams are and who the worst teams are. Um, and so I'm going to start at seven and I'll be honest, just as we start, I'm, there's going to be a couple surprises in here, probably some things that you wouldn't expect. Um, I'm trying not to be a, a homer in any of these picks, uh, just trying to analyze it as best as I can. Um, so I'll start with last. I have Nebraska as the last place finisher in the West. Now I know that probably sounds a little weird because there, there are teams like Illinois and Purdue uh, that, that have not done very well recently. I think Nebraska, I have them three and nine overall and one and eight in the conference. And, and here's the problem that I see with Nebraska is honestly, Scott Frost, head coach Scott Frost can't get out of his own way. So there's, there's been a lot of uh, speculation that someone inside the program is trying to get him fired uh, and fired in a way where they don't have to pay a buyout. I don't know how much uh, fire there is to that smoke, um, but you can see, and I feel this way with programs uh, in general, is if there's a lot of inner turmoil even if they've recruited well over the past several years, you just kind of stop and say, huh, I, I don't know if I want to touch them. And that's what I feel. I, I was looking up how many, how many players have transferred out of the program just this past year. 22 players transferred out of their program this spring. 22. That's an entire recruiting cycle. That's how many players they lost. And just to give you a heads up, there's another team that has, I think, around 15 that transferred out. I'm not too high on that team either, and I'll get to them later in the episode here. But here's my concern with Nebraska. They, they lost 22 to the transfer portal. They lost another five to the NFL draft. 
none of those players got drafted. And they, they lost some really talented players. Uh, Wandale Robinson, they're, they're probably their most electric offensive playmaker is gone. And so I, I don't see a lot of skill. Adrian Martinez, who's, who's going to be their starting quarterback, he, he has been very inconsistent. And it just doesn't seem like that team has ever wanted to fight for head coach Scott Frost. And so I have them at seven. I have them winning one Big Ten game uh, and going uh, and having eight losses, three and nine overall. Uh, and they, you know, they're non-conference. Uh, they play Buffalo. I'm not even sure about Buffalo, to be honest. Uh, they play Oklahoma. That's going to be a blowout on Fox. Um, and then they, they, they play, uh, I think, Old Dominion in week 10 uh, for their 10th game of the season. And so I have them winning that game. But it's, it's going to be a rough stretch. The only Big Ten game I have them winning is Michigan State. Um, they play Michigan State at Michigan State. Um, I'm not very high on Michigan state as you'll, you'll see later in the episode as well, but I have Nebraska at seven, uh, the Illinois fighting Illini. I have at six, I have them at four and eight, two and seven. Uh, I like Brett Bielema coming in. Uh, I think he knows the big 10. I think he has a good sense of how to build a program, but I think this is going to be a rough year. Um, I think they, they might have a couple of upset wins just because Brandon Peters is a, is a decent quarterback. Um, and they do have a little bit of talent left over from the Lovey Smith era, but I, I think the West is surprisingly good this year. I, I'm really high on a number of teams in the West. So I, I have Illinois four and eight. Here's kind of the, the breakdown. I have them winning against Nebraska. We'll talk a little bit more in depth uh, about that game coming up. Um, they play Texas San Antonio, uh, in September 4th. And I think they'll win that game. They play at Virginia. I, I think that's a toss up game. Virginia wasn't very good last year, but I, I just don't have a lot of confidence in Illinois being able to go on the road and win that game. And then I have them losing to Maryland, Purdue, uh, they, they play Charlotte October 2nd. I think they'll win that one. Uh, and then I have them beating Rutgers in week nine. Uh, that is a home game for them. And then I have them losing, losing every other game on their schedule. So I have them four and eight, two and seven in the big 10. So I have them at six. Uh, so this is my, one of my big surprises at number five is Wisconsin. I know Wisconsin is ranked 12. They're a preseason favorite to win the West. And I could be, uh, way off on this i'm going a lot off of how they performed in 2020 uh combined with their recruiting i am just not confident in wisconsin this year i know they're ranked 12th uh in the preseason poll i think the ap poll has them 12 i am not confident that wisconsin even with graham mertz at quarterback i'm not confident in their defense i'm not confident in their offense even with Jalen Berger as their, as their tailback, I know they always produce good offensive lines, but I can't get over their bowl game against Wake Forest, Forest, where a mediocre Wake Forest team doubled them up in yardage. Wisconsin only had 260 yards of total offense 
in their bowl game against Wake Forest. And I know it's it was a bowl game, it was COVID, but everybody was on the Graham Mertz train and saying how great he was. And listen, he was he was amazing against Illinois. It was Illinois. I think Graham Mertz is going to be really good. I just think this is going to be a tough year. I could be t- completely wrong. Someone had made a comment on a message board about some of the defenders coming back from injury. And if that's, if that's the case, then great. Wisconsin could probably get, could probably make their way up to, to win the division. I just don't like their chances and I don't like their schedule. I have them going six and six and four and five in the conference. Uh, they play uh, at home against Penn state. I think Penn state is going to be a lot better this year. Um, I think they, they made some good uh, off season moves with coaching um, getting uh, Mike Yersich at uh, offensive coordinator. Uh, they play Eastern. So I have them losing that, that game uh, against Penn state. Uh, they play Eastern Michigan. That's a win. Uh, then they play at home against Notre Dame. And I think Notre Dame has just better infrastructure and better talent. I don't think they're going to beat Notre Dame, even with Ian book moving on. Uh, I, I just like Notre Dame uh, better in that football game. They play Michigan at home. And I think that's a win. Uh, they play at Illinois. That's a win. Uh, they play army at home. It's a win. And then I think they're going to really struggle down the stretch. Uh, the, I think they lose uh, at Purdue. They lose to Iowa. They lose uh, to, uh, to Northwestern and to Minnesota. And so that gets them to six and six and four and five in the conference. Um, four, I have the, the boat rowers of Minnesota, uh, the, the golden gophers, uh, PJ Fleck, uh, and, and Minnesota, they beat Wisconsin last year. Uh, I think they beat them again this year. Um, I have them seven, seven and five, four and five in the conference with the tiebreaker over Wisconsin. Uh, they, they open hosting Ohio state. That is a tough game. Um, I don't care how amped they are and I don't care how big the boat they're they're rowing with i don't think they beat the buckeyes week one uh they play miami miami of ohio week two that's a win uh they go on the road to play colorado i think in a really tricky game uh for them i I think they win that game i think they beat bowling green but then I, i have them losing uh four out of the next five um finishing with a win at home against wisconsin so i have them fourth third I have Northwestern. I think Pat Fitzgerald is the, is one of the two best coaches in the Big Ten. Uh, they're underrated. Again, they were not ranked. Whenever Northwestern's not ranked, I I think that they're going to do well. Uh, they have a, a transfer from South Carolina at quarterback in uh, Ryan Helinski, who I think is going to be really good for them. And I I have them going nine and three uh, with a six and three record in conference play they they play michigan state um and they play rutgers and they play michigan i have them winning all three of their uh their non-division games in the big 10 and i have them winning all their non-conference games and so i think they will do really well this year i think they'll they'll come just a little short of getting to indianapolis for the big 10 championship game but I really do like Northwestern this year. I think they're going to end ranked and get a, a decent bowl game. Second in the West, I have, this is my, my other big surprise here in the West is Purdue. 
typically I call them per don't, but I, I think they're, they're really positioned well uh, this year. They have two of two first round picks, I think, and George Karlofkis and David Bell. Uh, I think they, uh, they have a favorable schedule. Um, they have a couple of, uh, a couple of, uh, easy non-conference games to start in Oregon state and UConn. They do have to play at Notre Dame. I have that as a loss. Um, but then they, they play in their crossover games. They play Michigan state and they play Indiana and they play Ohio state. I think they lose to Ohio state because they're going on the road, but I think they will beat, uh, the other two, uh, cross division games. Um, I have them nine and three, seven and two in the conference. And I think the big, uh, the, the, the champion of the West division is Iowa. I have Iowa at 11 and one, eight and one in the conference. Um, Iowa, Iowa's crossover games uh, include Penn state and let's see, Penn state, Maryland, and Indiana. I think they beat, I think they go two and one. I think their one loss is at home to Penn State. Like I said, I think I'm pretty high on Penn State and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But I just think Iowa, they have the, the arguably the best center in college football uh, in uh, Tyler Lindenbaum. And I just think they're well built. They have a lot of experience on that team. Um, one of the games I think early on that they're gonna show that they're, they're a legitimate team is they go on the road against Iowa state. And I think they win that game. I think it'll be close, but I think they have the defense to really shut down uh, Bryce Hall. And I think it's going to be a really, really good season for Kirk Ferentz. And because it's Kirk Ferentz and because it's Iowa, he's probably going to win coach of the year because anytime Iowa has eight wins or more, they, they give coach of the year to the big 10 to Kirk Ferentz. So Iowa, I have going to Indianapolis uh, to face the East Division winner. Let me go through the East real quick. Um, at seven, I have Michigan State. Michigan State uh, is a major, major rebuild. Um, they've had a lot of transfers. I, I don't know how much I believe in Mel Tucker. I, uh, a lot of people do, but I think Mel Tucker is going to really struggle again this year. I think hopefully by year three, year four, they can start to rebuild that program. I have them going one and 11 overall and 0 and nine in the big 10. Uh, their one win coming to young, against Youngstown state. Uh, number six, I have Rutgers and uh, I, I really believe in um, Greg Schiano. I really believe in what he's doing. I think I think if they had a, a better schedule, I could see them getting bowl eligible, but their schedule is, is pretty rough. And so that I have them at four and eight and one and eight in the big 10, uh, just looking at their, their crossover games in the conference, they have to go to Northwestern. They have to go to Illinois and they have to, um, they have to, they play Wisconsin at home. And I just, I, I think Illinois might be a, a toss up. In fact, I, I think that's, that's a game they could win. Um, I think there's a, a couple of other winnable games on their schedule. So I would not be surprised if they got to bowl eligibility, but it, it is a tough schedule. So I have them four and eight, one and eight in the conference five. This is not me being an Ohio state Homer, 
uh, and I, I say that off the bat, I'm an Ohio State guy. I have Michigan at five and I don't have them getting bowl eligible. I have them at five and seven, three and six in the conference. And part of the reason, and I, I talked about this with Nebraska, they've, they've had so many players transfer and they've had a lot of turmoil on that coaching staff. Um, even, even they, they brought in a couple of offensive coaches just to lose them, uh, either offensive, they were a position coach, I think, but they, they lost one of them to, to, uh, to be the Buffalo head coach. And then I just don't like their quarterback situation. Uh, Cade McNamara is, has been named their starter. Uh, JJ McCarthy would probably be a better it'd be probably better to put him in. He's a, a higher ranked guy. He's a, he's a freshman. Uh, let him take his lumps, but I just, I don't, I don't believe in Kate McNamara uh, aside from a triple overtime win against Rutgers. He struggled at times last year. Um, their, their schedule is awful. It's one of the hardest schedules in all of college football this year. They, they play Washington at home. I don't think there's any way they win that game. I think Washington's going to be really good this year. Uh, they go on the road to play Wisconsin. They they have to play Northwestern at home, and they play Penn State away. They play Maryland away, and I just I don't believe in them. I don't believe that they can win those games, and so I I don't like Michigan to do better than five and seven. I think they go three and six in the conference with their wins in the conference being Rutgers, Nebraska, and Michigan state. So I have them at five at four. I have Maryland. I'm really high on Maryland this year. I think they have a lot of good talent at key positions. I really like Talia Tagovailoa. I know he was inconsistent at times, but I think they have firepower that other big 10 teams don't. And so they start with West Virginia. I think they, they win that game at home. Um, I think their, their losses are going to be to Iowa. That's a tough cross-division game. Uh, I think they lose at Ohio State. Um, and I think they lose to Indiana and Penn State. But I have them going eight and four, which is a huge step forward for Mike Loxley's crew. Uh, I have them five and four in the conference. Uh, number three, I have Indiana also at eight and four and five and four uh, in the conference. I really like the Hoosiers. I really like Tom Allen and what he's doing with that program, just bringing a, a real blue collar mentality to that program kind of feels reminiscent a little bit to Virginia tech um, and, and how they really built that program over the year, over the years. Um, their schedule is just really hard. You know, their first game is at Iowa. That is a, always a tough place to win. They have a really tricky game against Cincinnati. Cincinnati is ranked in the top 10. I, act, I do have them winning that football game. But they play at Penn State. They, they host Ohio State. And they play at Purdue. And I just, I don't see them getting better than eight and four. And so I have them eight and four, five and four in the conference. They win the tie break against Maryland. Number two, I have Penn State. Penn State, I think they really let, I think they let Indiana beat them five times last year. If, if, if I'm being honest, I think Indiana, that loss and then losing to Ohio State, it really just derailed their whole season. I have them 11 and one. 
eight and one in the conference. I think they, they beat Wisconsin on the road. I think they beat Auburn at home. I know that that's going to be a real tricky game. I, I kind of went back and forth on that one. Wondered, okay, is this, are they going to be able to do this? I think they do beat Auburn. I I'm not a believer in Bo Nix. I'm not a believer in their passing game. Uh, and I think they have enough on defense to really slow down Tank Bigsby. And so I like Penn State. I like Sean Clifford being uh, coached by Mike Yersich. I think that's going to be a really good change. Uh, and I, I think Sean Clifford is good enough to, to win every game on the schedule except one. And that is, again, not being a homer, the 12-0 and Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, who I think will go to Indianapolis. I, I have them winning every game on their schedule. I think, honestly, a, aside from Oregon, it's it's a pretty manageable schedule. Uh, their cross-division games are Minnesota, Nebraska, and Purdue. I think Purdue is going to be tough, uh, but it's at home. Uh, they, they get Penn State at home. Uh, they get Oregon at home. And so I have them 12-0, 9-0 in conference play. My one... Uh, I had I had considered whether they they would go ten and two, um, but the reason why I didn't pick them to go ten and two and instead twelve and zero, one is that the Oregon game it, it has the potential to be a, a, a big time loss for Ohio State, and I think Oregon can can completely win that game, but my my concern for Oregon is that it's an early kick. Um, and while I think their defense is legit on every level, Kayvon Thibodeau is, is probably going to be the number one pick in the draft, um, unless if it's a quarterback. Um, he's a dynamite pass rusher. They have five-star guys at linebacker. They have a really good secondary. But I'm not sold on their offense. I think they have pieces on offense. But I think they need offensive firepower to exploit Ohio State's weakness, which is, I think, the defensive secondary. They're young. There's a lot of good reports out of camp about that secondary starting to shore up. But I don't think Oregon has the pieces to exploit them on the back end. So I, I, I have Ohio State winning that game. And then the reason why I didn't pick a, a Big Ten loss is, quite honestly, all their road games, I think, are fairly easy. I think Minnesota, they'll, they'll beat comfortably. I think Michigan, they'll beat comfortably. Uh, Penn State and Purdue and Maryland, are, who are all teams where I'm a little concerned about, uh, they're all at home. And then Indiana, I just don't, I, I think, I think Ohio State learned their lesson with Indiana. And I think if you go back and look at the Ohio State Indiana game, I think it was a, a lot more, had a lot more to do with Ohio State almost losing the game than Indiana almost winning the game. And so that's, that's my, my breakdown. So I have Ohio State and Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. And I have Ohio State beating Iowa in the Big Ten championship game as a, as a revenge game from 2017 where Iowa just blew the doors off of them. And so that's, that's my pick for the Big Ten championship game. Uh, if, uh, if you agree or you disagree, feel free to put it down in the comments. Also, make sure to like and subscribe to the channel um, where I'm going to be doing this each week, uh, talking about different teams uh, in the big uh, for the Big Ten Football Talk podcast. Uh, 
Now I'm just going to go real quick through the, the zero week for the big 10. The only game on the schedule is Illinois and Nebraska. Nebraska is, is going to Illinois. I, I think Illinois has more stability. I think they probably have a bit more juice with Brett Bielema, Brett Bielema coming back. He knows the big 10 and while Nebraska, I think on paper should win this game. I think Illinois is going to, is going to win it. I think probably by a score of 27 to 17, I think it's gonna be a 10 point win for the fighting Illini. I think Brandon Peters will make a couple of big plays. And I think Illinois, uh, I think Illinois will play more mistake free, which I know sounds a bit odd because Illinois has been pretty turnover prone over the last few years. But I, I think Nebraska is just in, in turmoil. I, I don't know who you throw the ball to. I don't know uh, who their play, who their playmakers are going to be because of all the transfers. And so I just like, I like Illinois trajectory. They're coming off fresh uh, for a new coach. Uh, whereas everything seems like it's in turmoil for Nebraska. So I have Illinois one and oh, obviously next week as week uh, week one of the college football season starts. Um, I think that's going to be, that's going to be a, a big deal uh, or a, a lot more analysis for next week. So uh, Illinois starts one and oh, good for Brett Bielema, hopefully um, next week. Uh, what we'll do is I'll, I'll try to have the show up on Wednesday before the Thursday games. Uh, and I'll, I'll recap the uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois, Nebraska game uh, on that episode as well. And so, you can, uh, you can talk back at me and say, what were you thinking? Why did you pick Illinois over Nebraska? So um, real quick, before we finish out the show, I want to go through my picks for the playoff and why. And again, I'm not trying to be a homer uh, as, I, as I do this, but I already told you that I think Ohio State's going to be 13-0. and I think they're going to be the number one seed. And I think they'll be, they'll, they'll get in and, and I'll show you, I'll try to, explain my process here. I think Ohio state is the number one seed, uh, at 13 and 0. the number two seed, uh, I have is the sec champion undefeated Texas A&M. You might think Texas A&M, but I think they will be the sec champ. I think they will go undefeated. And while I think that would merit some discussion for them to be the number one overall seed, I think actually part of it's part of the reason why I have them as the number two seed is I think the committee will try to do some finagling because they won't want a rematch of the SEC championship game, which is a little hint of who I think the number four seed is going to be. Um, I, I think Texas A&M has the talent to get Bama. And I think Bama is just, I know every year they say, how can they replace all these starters? I, I think this is the year that they're going to be able to, to get them. Texas A&M has recruited well. Uh, I think their quarterback, uh, his last name is King. I, I'm blanking on his first name right now. Um, but he was a, a, a high-level recruit. I think he's probably going to be an upgrade over Kellen Mond. I, I know a, certain analysts thought Kellen Mond could be a good NFL prospect. I just never believed in him that much. Um, you know, all respect to Kellen Mond. He was a good, a good dude, four-year starter at Texas A&M. I really, really like Texas A&M this year. 
and I have them going 13 and 0. Non-conference is fairly manageable, and, and I, I don't know how much I, I I'm not too concerned about the SEC West for them. They do have to play LSU at the end of the season. Um, Miles Brennan, I, I believe, is is out for the season. That's their their starting quarterback. So I I'm not too too crazy about uh, their schedule other than Alabama. Uh, and I think Texas A&M goes undefeated. I think they're really good this year and gets the two seed. The three seed is Oklahoma, uh, and I have them at 13-0 and as well. And I, I honestly, I think you could interchange the top three seeds. I, I think Oklahoma's really good this year. Um, I know they've struggled defensively over the years, uh, as, as much as any Ohio state fan wants to, doesn't want to admit it. I think Alex Grinch has really done a good job of transforming that unit to be a formidable one. And I think Spencer Rattler is the real deal. I think he's a really, really talented quarterback. And I think he has just a ton of weapons on the outside. He's got great running backs. Their lines are great. And so I think they represent the big 12 in the playoff. Uh, and I, I, I don't think they're going to get blown out this year. Um, and then number four, I have Georgia at 12 and one with their lone loss in the SEC championship game. I think Georgia, George, there's been some reports out of camp that Georgia's lost some key, uh, key players. Um, otherwise I actually probably had Georgia as the SEC champion. Uh, I do have them beating Clemson um, in their opener and, and then the rest of the SEC East. I just don't know who challenges them. I don't think Florida can challenge them. Uh, their, their, inter- their cross-division games aren't, aren't too tough. And so I just I, I think Georgia has an easier path. And while I do think Clemson can, can give them a run, you know, I keep going back to that Ohio State Clemson game where Ohio State just ran rough shot on them uh, on their defense, and they did a good job of limit limiting Trevor Lawrence. And that's not to say that Clemson can't be better than that, but I I think uh, DJ Ungalale uh, that's a that's a tough name to say, but DJ Ungalale uh, I think he is. I think he's going to be really good, but I, I just don't know about the receivers. I know Justin Ross is coming back. How's he going to be coming, coming back from uh, his, his heart condition? Um, how are those other receivers going to be? How are the running backs going to be without Travis Etienne? Um, and how is their defense going to be? I'm just not sure. Um, and so I like Georgia. I like their defense. Um, and uh and I think their quarterback, JT Daniels, is, is talented enough to get them through the regular season, to get them past Clemson. I think a couple of teams on, on the outside looking in. Uh, Alabama, obviously. Alabama's great, all, always. Um, I think Washington will come out of the Pac-12, but I, I think the Pac-12 is going to cannibalize itself a little bit. I don't think there's one team that really – stands out. Uh, and then I think Clemson's going to be left out, uh, looking in Clemson's schedule is atrocious. It's the worst in power five. Uh, I believe they're ranked 70th out of all the power five or out of every team in, in FBS, they're ranked, uh, 70th in terms of their strength of schedule. 
their only ranked team is Georgia. And I don't think they, they'll play a ranked team uh, until the, the end of the season uh, in the ACC championship game, probably either UNC or Miami. And I just, I, I don't think that's going to be enough to get over Georgia who beat them. And honestly, I, I think if it doesn't go that way in the SEC, I think it's going to be hard for uh, Clemson to get back into the mix, even, uh, even if Georgia loses a couple. And, you know, what do you do with Alabama as a one-loss non, uh, non-conference champ? Or uh, Notre Dame. Um, I, I don't think Notre Dame's going to get there, but uh, I, Clemson's got a tough road um, to get in the playoff. They, if they beat Georgia, I think they probably coast. Uh, into it because I don't think there's anyone in the ACC that can really uh, challenge them. UNC maybe they they've got some pieces. Sam Howell is really great, but so so again my my playoff picks: Ohio State one, Texas A&M two, Oklahoma three, Georgia four, and then in the championship game in Indianapolis, I have Ohio State playing Oklahoma for the national championship. I think those are going to be the two best teams in college football this year. Uh, I think they are more complete or will end up being more complete. Um, although I think the team that's probably going to be uh, knocking on the door at the end and, and really, really, really excellent is of course, Alabama. Um, and so, but that's, that's, that's my preview for this season. Uh, again, if you like the content, uh, share, like, and subscribe. And uh, I'll be next, I'll be back next week. And I uh, look forward to uh, going through the season with you guys. Take care. God bless.